Welcome to the Added Podcast Series. This is Dave. I have a guest with me, and it's not just an interview this time. We're working on developing, having co-hosts come on the podcast, share their podcast journey, share a little bit about their tech and uh, how they build community and what their podcast is all about and a little bit behind the scenes of their story and how they build their podcast. This is the full version of the podcast. We'll be editing it up into topics to make it a little bit more searchable and a little bit easier. But uh, I wanted to share the entire episode with you and this will be posting over to our YouTube channel as well where you can hear and see the interviews. Uh, so you're, you can send you over there. You will be clickable links in the show notes to head over to our YouTube channel. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for subscribing over there as well. Please subscribe here and on your app, wherever you are hearing us today. Thank you. Uh, you hit that little bell and uh, you will be notified every time we have a new episode. So this is episode 25. And again, Donnie Lansdale coming on to talk about his podcast and all the great things that he's doing in the podcast space. He is a radio veteran and he's moved over to podcasting and it's open doors for him. So if you're in the radio business and you're thinking, hmm, is podcasting, is that a competition for me or is that maybe a, a way for me to transition and grow my audience? Donnie shares some great ideas and great suggestions from his point of view. And there's a great story about him getting fired back in the day for playing a song on the radio that he was told and warned never play and if you're Johnny Cash fan you'll he'll love this story it's going back to the early days of uh cancel culture in the sense where uh Donnie was given uh an album by Johnny Cash right and all the songs that were blacked out in ink he was not allowed to play but he took a chance and got fired for playing a song on the radio. Wow. So if you think it's only happening today, folks, it's been happening for a long time. And to all you Johnny Cash fans, you're like, what? He got fired for playing a Johnny Cash song? Yeah, yeah, it's a great story. And that's part of our podcast today. Thanks for listening. Here we go with Donnie Lansdale on the How to Podcast series. My guest co-host today. We talk about a lot of great stuff and I'd love to share it with you. Thanks for being a part of the podcast. Here we go. Okay, welcome to the podcast. We are talking how to podcast on the How to Podcast series. I have a radio legend, a new friend, and uh, very interested to kind of have a discussion today. This is not an interview by any means. Um, my co-host today is in the amazing, wonderful world of Arizona, where they don't have to cut their grass like we do here in Canada. Uh, welcome to the podcast. How are you today, Donnie? Are you doing good? I'm doing fine. Uh, just uh, talking a little bit about uh, uh, podcasting and, and radio. This is always a, an opportunity for uh, for to, to kind of learn and uh, bounce off of other broadcasters and podcasters like yourself. So I'm pleased and excited. I'm to be here as as a as a co-host if that's uh, if that's the route we want to take. Then by golly, we'll uh, do the best we can. Okay, so I need you and your best radio voice because you're the professional here. I'm the student. Can you do an <laughs> opening for our podcast um, as as you would? 
in your general theme of your your history, how would you open this podcast? I'm I'm taking notes. I have my notepad. I'm ready to listen. Go ahead. Give me what you can do. I'm putting you on the spot. I know. Well, I, uh, you certainly are doing that, but uh, I'm used to that also. Uh, so the name of the podcast would be, would we have a special name for this podcast before I before I do well, this let's opening just, here? Let's stick with the How to Podcast series. Okay. Okay. And, okay. Uh, you know, Donnie right. and Dave, or Dave and Donnie, like the morning show, wow, wild wacky, you know. No, not that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, if I if if I was going to do if if I was going to do it for myself, I'd probably come up with something like, um, um, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the How to Podcast series with Don and Dave, and we're here to help and educate anyone who is talking about or enjoying the podcasting career, or if you decide that it might be something you want to take a look at. So that's that's my opening. <laughs> That's amazing. Welcome. Awesome. Welcome, yeah, welcome, welcome, Don. It's so good. Hey, it's great, great to have you. Um, so before we hit record, we were just kind of chatting a little bit. Your background, many, many years in radio. Um, how long was it? Like 25 plus years? Is that right? Yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty close to 25 years. I, I didn't okay. get a special... Uh, a microphone when I when I uh, <laughs> retired, uh, one of those gold-plated microphones or anything like that. But uh, 25 years at uh, probably uh, eight or ten different radio stations. So yeah. Okay, so you told me a story. Yeah. We've already had you on for Living the Next Chapter when you do audiobooks, which I find fascinating. That was a great conversation. We'll put that in the show notes. But I love to send people to that because you recording audiobooks for authors. And all the great stuff you're doing on your podcast, I'm really excited to share that. So we'll get into that. But you shared a story about a about being on the radio, and you had were given a list of songs, uh, albums, and they were crossed off the songs you were not allowed to play, and you had a Johnny Cash album, and you rebellious you back in the day decided to take music into your own hands, and put a song out, and something happened. Can you share a little bit about that? I found, it was a great story. I want to share that with everybody. I was uh, I was working, and this was one of the uh, first radio stations that I worked at. And um, down the street, the uh, owner also had a, a AM daytime radio station. I can give you the call letters because they're they've they've been gone for many 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 years. WCER and or VOC, and uh, so. <laughs> It was a country and western radio station, and the program uh, director and the music director all was uh, employed by the uh, church as and their and their functions with the church. So it was kind of uh, owned by a religious radio station owner uh, who apparently uh, had an opportunity to take over this small AM daytime country station. Well, I went in for uh, my shift the first time and sat down with the music director slash choir director and he said look here's the situation here at the radio station i want you to i want to be clear about this because i i, I know this is your first your first time uh doing this so i just want to make sure you understand that if any album that you pull out that you're going to be playing on the show if it has a magic marker line drawn through the song you are not to play that uh play that song 
And so I said, okay, yeah, that's pretty easy rules. I can follow those rules. And, uh, you know, I got to, uh, I got to, after working there for a couple of weeks, I realized that all I was really playing was Glenn Campbell and uh, some, uh, you know, John Denver songs. And, and I'm thinking, gosh, this doesn't sound like country to me. So I, I happened to pull out a Johnny Cash song that had almost every single song on that album marked off on a magic marker. I don't, I, I, I can't remember. And uh, so I, I wanted to play Folsom Prison Blues. And so I threw on uh, one afternoon. It happened to be a Sunday afternoon. I didn't think anyone would be listening, but uh, uh, I threw it on and uh, had uh, the phone line started lighting up from the music director to the owner to the program director uh, to people complaining. And, uh, and, it's, uh, and I thought to myself, my goodness, I cannot believe and I can't throw on a Johnny Cash song at a country and western radio station. So um, that was uh, that was pretty much the close. Uh, I think that was the end of my career there. I, I moved on. So yeah. <laughs> so anytime you hear that song today, in passing, you just probably a little smile come on your face, like ah oh, yeah. Uh, I, every I every single time. Every single time. And so, and, and you know, you know, Dave. I think a lot of our our listeners and, and viewers also understand that if you've been in radio for any length of time, um, if 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 you haven't been fired, it's just not normal or not right. Because uh, <laughs> the the way the personalities bump heads with uh, everyone, you know, everyone's got their ego and everyone. And so, uh, you know, you got your you're working for your music director, you're working for your program director, you uh, the production manager, and then uh, the general manager, and then the owner sometimes comes in. So uh, you're you're dealing with a number of different uh, personalities. And um, I was young and, uh, you know, pretty, you know, felt pretty comfortable with myself and uh, pretty assertive. And uh, uh, so, yeah, I, I, I think that's what happens a lot of times. If you go into podcasting, and this is a, a good segue for that Very subject. Very well done, matter. well done. When, yeah. when you go into podcasting, you are no longer restricted. You're not getting paid, but you're no longer restricted to dealing with anyone. You're the program director. You're the music director. Mm -hmm. And you call the shots and doing the production. Now, that also involves editing, and, and as you know, uh, which is a big part of the job. but so, but podcasting, and this is why it, I, I like to use the, um, uh, I, I like to use it like, um, say bowling, okay? Uh, everyday bowlers love to go out and a lot of leagues are all over the place and, uh, and you don't have to be a good bowler to have a good time. But bowling gives you an opportunity if you, if you do it uh, long enough that uh, you, you'll get better and better at it. Well, I, I like to use that because it, it, anyone can do it, just like anyone can put together a podcast. If you have the equipment, you, you don't necessarily need to have the talent. It's helpful if you do uh, have something or some knowledge. But I've, I've talked to a lot of uh, podcasters that are just starting out. I belong to a couple of Facebook pages where, um, you know, they uh, have workshops and uh, tutoring and, uh, you know, um, that sort of thing. So I, I reach out to a lot of people and, and um, try to help them make that transition. 
some people start out in podcasting just because, hey, I can talk about anything I want. I can swear. I can. Uh, yeah. I, I can. The subject matter is not a big deal. So, uh, where you're so restricted in radio, if you're at a country station, probably a good idea that you like country music and mm -hmm. uh, that you have some knowledge of that. So, you know. Kind of, Interesting. Okay, so um, tell, let's talk about your podcast right off the bat. You have two going right now. Share those with everybody. Right, yeah. I have. Um, I, I started a couple of years ago on the podcasting and uh, had to do some tweaking with uh, how I was working at uh, – I, I was on Riverside uh, FM, um, and I've enjoyed being on there. Uh, but I used a couple of different uh, podcasts uh, – um, uh, locations, uh, Buzzsprout, I used them for a while, uh, and Anchor and that sort of thing. I started out uh, with uh, about uh, two or three different podcasts. Uh, I, I had to first decide, and this is something that everyone should really consider, and this information is available all over the web if you want to be a podcaster and you want to make that transition into podcasting. It's so much fun and it's so much rewarding. Just don't expect that you're going to get rich quick. Uh, but the uh, So my podcast I started out with uh, three or four, and then I, I thought to myself, I need to put together a podcast in this flooded market of podcasters worldwide mm -hmm. and, uh, and and try to find a niche, something that not everyone was doing. So um, I decided that I had uh, narrated books and I had been on the radio. So reading aloud and uh, talking just seemed to make a natural marriage for what my next step would be. I just had to sit down and identify how to go about uh, recruiting and, and working my way through this. So it occurred to me that uh, the horror and the creepy, paranoia, uh, Twilight Zone kind of uh, uh, genre uh, was very, very popular worldwide. But uh, a lot of authors and short story writers had not, didn't have a vehicle for other than if they wanted to make it into an audio book, which can be expensive, uh, but uh, they didn't have an outlet for. Uh, for their uh, words to come alive. And so I thought to myself, if I do them a big favor by, by bringing in their short story, narrating it so that they can hear it, then I'm doing something that no one else is doing. And, and so as a result, that's, why, that's where the direction I took. So I started promoting the Everyday Monsters podcast as a podcast that was by and for short story writers and authors, published at or unpublished worldwide, and invite them to send me their short stories through my website, which is all set up. It's a beautiful website. has everything ready. So if you do have a, a short story uh, or uh, something, you uh, you know, in that respect, I usually like to keep it around 2,500 to 3,500 words. I don't want to, most podcasts, uh, the average podcasts, uh, you, you don't want to, you know, you don't want to exceed the, a, a long story. So keep it short. But I do an intro. I also make sure that the author or the writer of each episode is notably uh, mentioned, and I talk a little bit about them, how to get a hold of them. And uh, all of that information is also posted on my website. 
so that if the author, um, we feature a episode every week on the um, on the website, that you can actually go and listen to at no charge. The full uh, episode, we call it our feature episode of the week, and it's the most latest one. And uh, but you can you know you can get the Everyday Monsters podcast anywhere on any of the applications. Just helping. Uh, helping people uh, get the word across that there's no charge for this service. I do this because I love to I love to narrate. Uh, this is my considered my retirement. Uh, I, I don't need hmm. the money to do this. Uh, it's it makes it nice. so much easier when you can just you know just do it for the fun of it and um, and it keeps me sharp between books too because my main source of income would be from the audio books through audible.com and I, I work part-time for them as a freelance uh, narrator storyteller so uh, authors can also contact me in regards to that right through audible.com but it keeps me sharp by doing these short stories each week. And then I realized, well, you know what? If if, if horror genre was so popular, uh, what about the rest of the authors that have some really great short stories out there? So I opened the door for a second time with a brand new uh, podcast, which uh, uh, we're going to have episode two coming up uh, tomorrow, as a matter of fact, uh, on all applications. And it's called Everyday Authors. So mm -hmm. it's the same basic. Same premise. You got uh, you know short stories. Send me your best short story, uh, and uh, send it through right through the website or a link to it. If you don't have a link to your story, you can just you know uh, put it as a, a, a you know a, on a on an email. So just you know attach it right there, and uh, I'll be happy to read it. If it's something that I think is going to uh, come across and 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 that's going to be. Uh, what people would enjoy listening to, I'll, I'll you know, I'll, I'll get you on the schedule. Nice. Okay, so that's amazing. Really good. I love the two. I love the the theme behind the two podcasts. That's really nice. They really work well together. And you can use your podcast to display your talents and gifts and abilities. So somebody who's considering hiring you or working with you, they can actually listen and get a good sense of what their writings will sound like in your voice. That's really smart for a voice, I would say a voice actor now, a voice, what you're doing for audiobooks. This is a, it's a great platform for you to, to share around the world and you're not limited to a certain geographical area um, for, your, for your services. It's really smart. No, thank you. I, I appreciate it. And surprising, well, I guess surprising. I was a little surprised at first, but not so much now. I'm getting stories from England and from New Zealand and from Australia and from Germany. Uh, so uh, the, that's the beauty of it. It doesn't matter where you're hearing our voice right now. Uh, you can send it in, and, uh, and, and that opens a whole new world for a lot of people. You know, Dave, it's amazing to me that I get so many compliments um, because of the fact that the authors or the writers, this might be the first time they've ever heard their uh, words come to life in, mm -hmm. as far as a narration goes, you know. And uh, so it's it comes across a lot different. I had a gal uh, that I just finished one for, uh, an episode that's coming up and she's from Northern Ireland with a very thick Northern I Irish uh, uh, accent and I didn't realize that 
when she sent me her short story that, uh, and, and the tale was in that area. But I just went ahead and read it and narrated it and tried to, and she got back with me after she listened to it. <laughs> and she said, I, I just am so amazed that I've, I'm hearing the story in English with an English speaking narrator as opposed to an Irish one. And uh, I said, yeah. I said, well, I could go back and do it over if you like. She said, no, 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 you're good. good. (laughs) I love it. That's okay. Okay, so um, some rapid-fire questions, things to think about. Okay, for you, I can can do the same as well. Um, What's your your mic? What do you love? What's your favorite thing to use for your mic? Uh, Right now I have a podcaster, um, road uh, podcaster, and this uh, this is – uh, sweetheart, I started out with a um, um, uh, a Bluebird um, um, uh, microphone, and then I realized that uh, I did some little more research. I have to use a USB uh, setup through my iMac, so mm-hmm. I'm not running off of the normal, um, I guess what you would consider normal uh, uh, way of doing a podcast. But it's it's worked out for me. I have a, I got a new iMac last year, and so it seems to work great with that. This is considered uh, one of the top USB microphones that are available, and the nice thing about it is the simplicity because it's designed specifically for for audiobook narration and just narrating in general. So it, uh, uh, it, it gives you that nice, clean, crisp uh, sound that comes across, and so I use that. Do you have to have a certain um, type of microphone for audiobooks for, for what you do as well? A standard you don't need to i i, I think okay. you probably want uh you know the the tough part is making sure that you are able to edit it properly uh, whenever you're in uh either podcasting or audiobook uh narration uh I, specifically with audiobook narration i go through and i uh, f- there's a certain uh set of filters that you have to go through on your editing uh software uh that cleans everything up so but having a good microphone is definitely uh, very very important it's critical for for that sort of thing okay all right um hosting site who hosts your podcast uh, right now I'm using transistor I'm I, I like transistor because uh, there's a couple of things I, I also use anchor uh, but I like to have uh, a couple of options transistor a lot of people are not familiar with them but they do set up a free website for your podcast if you if you decide that you want to go with them uh, they they actually design and set up the website so you can direct traffic for your podcast directly to the website. And uh, that's one of the beauties of them. They also reach, I think, several more uh, several of the uh, other podcast applications that are not quite as popular, but people like. So the list is a little deeper for who they reach. Anchor reaches out; they get most of them, but uh, uh, this is this kind of complements it. Yeah. Okay. Um, what are you using for your mixing and everything, and all your editing? I use a, um, a Twisted Wave is considered uh, a, um, a, a, a pretty much a um, up-and-coming um, editing tool that I use for audio. It's designed, again, for uh, audio narration uh, specifically. 
It's not really designed for like GarageBand and some of the Audacity and some of the other uh, applications for editing some, you know, editing your program. It, this gives me an opportunity. I love Twisted Wave. It was uh, it was referred to me by another author. It said that uh, it's it's for people that are just starting out and they're doing a lot of narration. You can correct things on the fly so easily and. Uh, I've, I've cut my time uh, more than half uh, by using this uh, editing tool and recording tool. Uh, not only that, but they have built-in filters that you can set uh, that, say, as an example, if you're doing working for audible.com, they have a specific guidelines that uh, are, are set up for they're what they consider uh, quality control so that if you listen to a podcast in, a, in your car or if you listen to it on your uh, Bose system or if you're everywhere yeah. you listen to it, you're going to get the same kind of quality. And so those filters are built right into this, uh, this uh, uh, software because they know that's why you bought, you know, why you're getting the software. So, yeah, yeah you don't want to be listening to one audible book. It's one setting, right? And then you go to, or it changes during the audible book, and all of a sudden you're really loud, or you're really quiet, or there's these things that just yeah. distract you. So yeah, I guess there's a standard that that makes sense. What about um, community? Where where do you live on social media the most? Where do you find your people? I'm a, I'm I work a lot on Facebook. Uh, I have a Facebook page uh, that I use professionally under my um, under my real name, Donnie Lansdale. So uh, it's it's available there. I try to keep a lot of the personal stuff off of Facebook, uh, just as you know, if I want to send it uh, to someone as a message or an attachment in an email, then I don't mind doing that. But uh, uh, I think I want to. Um, I want because this is a uh, type of uh, voiceover uh, narration business. I just go with my with my name and uh, use Facebook. I'm also on on Twitter, although I'm it's confusing at best. I, I do do some tweets uh, to help promote the podcast, uh, and uh, so and I'm on TikTok. I'm big on TikTok. Uh, I, I'm. I'm almost uh, to the creator level on TikTok where I actually create content and uh, enjoy doing that. My wife's not real popular with, with TikTok because it <laughs> takes up, some, it takes up some time. And <laughs> so, you know, you, you throw TikTok on, a, on, a, on top of everything else. I'm trying to learn the guitar from my daughter's wedding. And uh, so it sits back here. Nice. I just bought a brand new. I just brought a brand new um, state of the art. Uh, one of those uh, uh, karaoke thingies. And uh, so I'm going to take my guitar. I'm going to put it in the case. I'm going to pack up my little karaoke stand, and I'm going to go to my daughter's wedding in Chicago on New Year's Eve and sit in the corner and 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 strum. Uh, she's given me a total of 20 minutes and that's only if I can make people laugh. So we'll see what happens. Anyway. <laughs> see, now you got another side <laughs> hustle here. I love it. It's great. Okay. Um, yeah. That's cool. That's cool. I love hearing what podcasters are using um, from your point of view. Um, what, what is, what is like a big win for you in the podcast space? What, what, what excites you about podcasting? 
Well, Anchor is a great way for beginners to, and I get, uh, I see this a lot of times uh, uh, on these different Facebook um, groups uh, for new podcasters, and they're always looking for, uh, uh, you know, what because when you first start out, this it's a crowded field of they're trying, everyone's trying to get get uh, you know get you to purchase their software or whatever their application. Pod, uh, Anchor is free. Uh, there's no charge for it. If you're starting out as a podcaster, uh, it, the, the simplicity of it gives you an opportunity to create your entire program. And now they've even opened it up so that you can do uh, not just audio um, uh, podcasting, but uh, video as well. So uh, they've opened that door uh, and uh, so I enjoy I enjoy them. Um I would I would clearly uh, suggest if you're thinking about doing that, check out Anchor first because of the simplicity of it. Um, yeah, that's 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 where I would okay. go. I've used yeah. Budsprout. I've used Buzz, Budsprout as well. And again, I, I, I think that uh, the program that we're on here, uh, Riverside FM, is uh, is an excellent, excellent program. The quality, uh, when it, when we first started out with uh, Riverside, uh, there was some glitches, but uh, they worked out a lot of bugs, and I'm real happy with their product now. Yeah, Riverside's a great tool. A Zoom, for me, I find, yep. compresses the audio, and it sounds like it's kind of in a tin can underwater a little bit when you get the files back. It's great for meetings. I love it for pre-interviews. So whenever I do a pre-interview, I do that on Zoom because it's free and I, I'm, I'm under the free sure. plan. So I have that 40-minute limit. But it's great for like a pre-interview. And people are comf com pretty comfortable with it coming out of the pandemic. A lot of people have, have to go on Zoom during the pandemic. So the learning curve is, is a little less steep. But Riverside, I find, really well, works really well as well. So it gives you really good quality on both sides and a better audio yep. file that you can work with after for mixing. So I enjoy it too. Exactly. Exactly. Now, Dave, you also have a lot of irons in the fire. I, <laughs> I know of two of them. I, I, I know about the podcast one uh, and I know about the authors. Uh, yep, you, living the next you chapter, do a, yeah. a father, a father, uh, Son, family kind of um, podcast well, as well. Yeah, it's called Dad Space, and it's it's for dads, whether you have boys or girls, or you're a stepdad, or you're a single dad, or whatever dad you are. And it's just a, a community that we're building for for dads to support each other because there's a lot of great podcasts for for moms out there, like super amazing and great communities. But then I look in the space for dads, I didn't see something as prevalent for dads. So I wanted to create a space for dads and hence the name Dad Space. We used to have MySpace back in the day, but now we have Dad Space. And it's me. just that simple spot for dads to get together, build community. So what I'm doing is I have the podcast, which is great. I have great guests come on and do that. But then having the community besides as well. So a Facebook group, it's a private group. And either you're if you're a guest on the show you get an invite to the group or your listener, you can ask to join the group. And I invite the dads that come on as guests, if they have a program or a, a book or whatever they're promoting, to go ahead and promote in within the group because you've already been vetted in the sense that you've come through the podcast. So I love it. It's, it's a great, and our guests get to interact with each other. So I would have like you come on and then I have another guest come on 
and they want to talk to you and you want to talk to them. It's kind of this little home for everybody to gather after. And I think that's a big thing in the podcast space is because we send our voice out into the universe and we don't know who's listening and where they are. But if we can communicate and contact and be in community with our listener, I think that adds so much beyond the podcast because now we could do life together. They help me create content. We do. We ask questions. They respond. And uh, dads can just be dads in a safe space because we're all kind of coming in for the same reason. I love it. Oh, that's great. And, you know, you're doing, again, and this goes back to what uh, we were talking about earlier, is if you find that you're doing a service uh, that helps others, uh, their response has got to be positive because you're doing this and, and, and as a service, it gives you an opportunity to educate yourself as you're having the guests on, learning from them, all of these things that, uh, you know, are kind of cool and, and, and uh, you are, are helpful. So by giving back uh, and, and rather than just... Uh, uh, trying to, I don't know, um, again, it, it's such a flooded market uh, with podcasting. So, but, um, and, and I don't know, I, I should probably do some questions, some shotgun questions for you. I have one right now. And that <laughs> okay, is, go, with, go. Let's with, do six this. Podcasts, with, with six podcasts, when do you sleep, Dave? Yeah, well, I worked last night. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I worked last night. So I work a night shift. Hence, I, like, I just... I work at a store stocking shelves. I have free Wi-Fi, so I have an eight-hour shift where I technically get paid to listen to podcasts, which is great. So nice. I work overnights, so I get home in the morning around 7.30 in the morning, and uh, I sleep for a couple hours. I podcast during the day and then go back to work at night. So, um, And then my wife and I have a business as well, so we have our own store. We have wow. everything. So I, I was working nights because the pandemic, the pandemic closed our store here in Canada. So I had to do something to pay for the lease that we just signed because I had a three-year lease. So I had to work. So I ended up going back tonight. So, um, but yeah, so I listen to a lot of podcasts too. I'm a, I love podcasts and I love audible books, by the way. I love listening to audiobooks. So I'm a big fan there too. So um, it's finding time and scheduling is just, there's so many great little apps out there and little things you can use. So I use Calendly to book my book time with my guests and pre-interviews and all that stuff. The other thing I like to do, and I was in a Facebook group today and somebody was saying they recorded an interview with somebody. First time they've ever done an interview, they recorded a guest and it didn't work out well, uh, whether it was the audio or something happened and uh, they're asking for help. So I jumped on and said, listen, I, if it's your first time recording a, a, an interview, you've never interviewed somebody in the past might not be a good idea to release that as an episode. Um, it's just like working a muscle, right? You like you don't just step up to the plate in baseball and your first swing is a home run and your career's over. You're going to spend time practicing. You're going to spend time exercising, developing your muscles, gaining confidence before you step into that batter's box. And I just find that there's a lot of new podcasters that just jump up to the plate and expect to be successful with episode number one. So I'm listening to another podcaster, and he's saying, take your first five episodes, Don, and just use them as practice. You don't have to release them. Sure. Just delete them. Sure. And then start from a place of 
confidence. So what I do is I offer people free practice interviews where they can interview me and whether they keep the recording or not, I don't, it doesn't matter to me, but you get a chance to interview somebody and, and just try and see, and see what works for you. And then we'll do a little feedback back and forth and maybe some tips, but I'm interviewing, well, I, think I don't know, 30 people a week right now for my six podcasts. So it's ridiculous, but I love listening to people and, and interacting with people. It's, it lights me up. Do you have someone that sets up your interviews for you? You're doing this all as part of, uh, is, is there an application or a program that you go to that, that helps you schedule these? I see a lot of the Facebook groups or podcast guesting and all of that. I'm not sure what's totally involved in that, but I know that there's a demand for people either wanting to have someone on their program or a podcast or would like to be a guest on someone. I just wonder how you do it. Yeah, so finding guests are great. They're easy for me in the sense that there's a lot of great people out there that have a great story to tell. Um, I love talking to people that are new. I've had maybe, I'd say 25% of my guests are brand new, never been on a podcast before, haven't even listened to a podcast before, and they're coming on for the first time. So I try to be as gentle as possible in the interview because, again, I do a pre-interview and I find all that stuff out ahead of time. So... They're not shocked. I'm not shocked. Um, but I find that really helps build a relationship with my guest is having that. But if you just go on Facebook, for example, and just type in be a guest or find a guest, um, you'll find communities that will help you do, to find great, great guests. Right. And that works for me all the time. Again, it's all about, uh, I think, um, the the learning process. Uh, the is it's ongoing. I, one of the um, one of the comments that was made by a young podcaster who had just started podcasting, um, like last year, and they were on this workshop Facebook group, and their question was, "I'm I'm getting discouraged. How many uh, episodes is considered?" Uh, a success and uh, the uh, several comments uh, under that came and I got to thinking about it myself and I'm, I'm not sure that uh, the number of, uh, of episodes is as important as the content of those episodes so if you have co- good content uh, you can have a good podcast and take it as long as you feel you want to take it um, but um, yeah but I think you're right. I think that having that service that you offer is important to people because there's places that, you know, there, there's people that really, really want to do this. And uh, they think that, uh, well, that it's just you, you turn on the microphone, you start talking. Well, uh, surprise, <laughs> as, as you know, it's not it's not quite that easy. So but uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, so what's your response to this um, this quote? I, it was Valerie Geller. I heard about this on a podcast. And she said, as far as the length of your podcast, okay, um, there's no such thing as too long, just too boring. I would say, yeah, that's, um, you know, and that's why I try whenever, when I, whenever I'm doing a short story, when someone sends in a short story to me, I read it and read it and read it. And then I read it aloud two or three times. And I try to position myself so that uh, if as a storyteller, 
rather than just a narrator. And uh, I think that that makes a huge difference uh, because this goes back to what she was talking about, and that is you want to make sure that you're engaging as a narrator and that you are telling a story. Uh, the story itself, uh, you know, will hold its own weight, uh, but you can always, my wife always likes to say, you know, you can take a story down that I read, and um, and I always let her read the stories when they come in, and I'd say, what do you think? And she says, well, I think um, I'm not really impressed, but I know you will. To, to, you, know, you can change the whole thing so uh you know so and that and that's and that's what i try to do i try to make sure that i i, I give 100 percent um on all of the short stories that come through me and that are broadcast and and if you go back to episode one on everyday monsters all the way through i think we're in our 18th or 19th episode nothing exciting i mean as far as numbers go but I've, I've entertained and became friends with 18 different new writers and authors that I, you know what I'm saying? Like when you interview people, it's like, okay, there's a, there's a new relationship. Every time you create a relationship yeah. in podcasting, you are opening that door just a little bit wider for uh, success to come in and uh, you still have to work hard at it, but developing those relationships, like our relationship here will lead to good things for both of us. And I just, you just feel these things happen. Um, some interviews are not as, as interesting or as exciting as others, but you still, if you can take something away from that, that you can incorporate in your own uh, uh, program or podcast or, or style, then, you know, that's a, that's a good thing. Yeah. And the one thing I, I had one guest on and we were done recording, we hit stop. And at the end they were like, this was fun. Like what happens now? And I'm like, well, I, you know, I'll, I'll release the episode. And she's like, no, that's not what I mean. Like, how do we continue this relationship? Like right. we've been right. together now for about two hours, roughly talking with a pre-interview and the recording. But what do we do now? How do we how do we stay in touch? What do we like? I really want to I want to do life with you now. And what do we do now? And I didn't have an answer, to be honest, because I thought we were done. Like, OK, podcast recording done. Thanks, Don. Yeah. Have a great day. Bye. You know, it's like she was asking a legitimate question. And I'm like, well, that's a great question. So, like, I have all these email addresses. I have got these great guests yeah. that I've built community with. And I felt like I was letting them down because there was no community aspect after the fact. So that's why I, right. basic thing I could come up with is at least have a Facebook group. And that at least I have one way to kind of corral everybody together and say, you know, I really appreciate everybody for making time for me to come on the show and to share your wisdom with my audience. I just want to get everybody in a group and just say thanks, you know, and then you guys can kind of meet each other. That's the best I can do right now. I hope I can do more in the future. Yeah. But I didn't want to leave yeah. that relationship with hitting stop on a recording, and that's all I have. 
is and I'll I'll, I'll play a play on that, Dave, because I think this is important too. I had an author that um, recently I, I I did I narrated a short story from a series of short stories that he had uh, on Amazon in the form of a book, and not just one book. This guy is a is a, he's a, J D Allen is his name. He's a wonderful author. If you're into that horror genre, this guy's the king of the cowboys. I mean, he has eight or ten at least uh, eight or 10 books that are available on Amazon. I'm not plugging JD, but because he, he's, he is a great author. And so he comes to me, he's never heard any of his stories and he's got seven or eight books out there and never heard anyone narrate any of them. So he sends me this short story, which I felt was really cool. And I really got into it. And, um, and then he, I sent it. I always send the stories back to the uh, the audio file back to the author or the writer for their approval before I air them. I want them to make sure that they're happy with it first before it goes anywhere else, right? And I do that as a courtesy because I want them to understand that they can trust me with doing everything exactly as it was written which is important. Uh, I don't summarize. I, I, I just go right down, and that's exactly how it's written. Well, J.D. gives me a call after this uh, podcast aired and uh, this episode on Everyday Monsters, and he says, oh, I cannot believe this. Um, he said, I belong to over 200 Facebook groups and... Um, I am going to I am going to go on every single one of them and talk about <laughs> how you how you brought my story to life. Not only that, but he says, "Here's the kicker. Here's the sweet part. I've got seven or eight books. I can't remember on 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 Audible on uh, Facebook right now, or not Facebook, but on Amazon right now. How would you like to read and become uh, the the voice of?" Uh, oh, all of my books. Wow, Don, that's amazing. Yeah. So, wow. Well, and you know, and, and we're still negotiating. We're still negotiating yeah. how that's going to work. Uh, but that's a that could be very much a full time job just in itself. But um, a, you're, a lot of your great authors, and I'm not sure if you're familiar with this. I'm sure some of your listeners and viewers are. But the um, uh, a lot of the great authors like uh, um, uh, Stephen King. John Grisham, they have the same audio narrator that they've had since their very mm-hmm. first audio book, and they want people to recognize and 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 uh, uh, so when they hear that voice, that is the Stephen King book or that is the John Grisham book, mm-hmm. and uh, so they can they can make that association. There's nothing I would enjoy more than doing a series of books for an author and uh, becoming the voice of that, but. You know, um, again, uh, you never know where the road's going to take you. Try to do the best you can. Try to be as honest about it as possible. I think a lot of times when I contact people on uh, these Facebook pages and I say, this is a free service, they think I'm trying to pull their leg. Uh, and I said, no, this, this it's real. And if you go to my website, there's a whole list of authors and writers right there that are references because they've left uh, you know, um, reviews of, of how I did it. And it's not about pulling my own chain. It's just about being legitimate. It's about making mm-hmm. sure that people understand. I'm not trying to pull a fast one here. Now, if you want me to read uh, a, an audio book for you, that 
going through that process, there's there's costs involved. Yeah. But the short the short the short story, there's no charge for that. Okay, Donnie. So like we're closing in on an hour, which is <laughs> I could talk to you probably for, for weeks and <laughs> weeks and weeks. You're a great source or a great reference as well with all your background. Again, I come I come to you quite honestly as a student because there's so much I can learn from you. You've done this, you've proven it, you've built a career on your voice, and I'm new, so I'm learning so much from you. You talked about your website. Let's promote that. Let's close off and encourage a podcaster that's listening. Let's give them a little bit of uh, encouragement today on on what what podcasting means for you. Okay, I think uh, podcasting uh, for me is like um, uh, the best way that I can relax, and uh, and and it's truly a, a form of uh, relaxation for me. I get on behind a microphone, and I feel like I'm at home. And uh, when I was in radio for 25 years. I used to visualize, and they say this happens, and this is the way it should happen, is when you're behind a microphone and there's nothing else there but uh, the Mm -hmm. studio, you should be talking in that microphone just like you were talking, like you and I are talking right now, Dave. And that's that's always the way I looked at it, and I learned that from a very young age. And uh, and so when I do my podcast and when I do the narration, and by the way, if you really would like to contribute, here's what you do. It's very simple. You go to hawkneststudios.com. And here for those authors that are considering maybe sending in their short stories, here's how I would say this is the process. Go to the website. If you have, uh, there's, a, there's some information there uh, that will automatically flag me through an email that uh, you have um, that you are submitting your short story or your link and I will review that get back with you and let you know if it's something I think we can use for the podcast if it is then we put you on the schedule and then before again it's broadcast you get to listen to the finished product before it ever hits the airwaves. And then that way, if I need to do any editing, I'll be happy to do that. There's never a charge for this service. And then not only that, I, ju- I don't stop there. Once we get ready to actually broadcast your episode, I'm sending out uh, promotions uh, from Vimeo and putting together some real nice uh, um, things that you can put on your social media uh, to help uh, let people know that your story is going to be on um, Everyday Monsters. And one of the things I love, Dave, and you said this earlier before we uh, started the conversation, you said that the difference between radio and podcasting is is radio uh, pretty much this is it and then we'll, we'll this is gone but with podcasting and this is one of the beauties I love is that if you're an active podcaster your your stories are going to stay there they're they're mm-hmm. right there and you can you know which is wonderful because uh, you can it gives you a way of measuring from the time you started to where you're at as to your uh, ability to, uh, uh, you know, try to improve. And and I'm always looking at trying to do that. Amazing. Don, so gracious of you to give your time today to the listeners and our community. And thank you for sharing your website and everything that you do. Um, I'm so inspired talking to you. And I know we're going to definitely have you back because there's, again, so much we can talk about. So thanks for your time and thanks for being for being part of the conversation and being my co-host today. 
It's awesome. <laughs> Dave, thanks, man. You know, uh, it's it's very cool to be a co-host. I've, I've, I'm thinking, oh, that's, this might be a first for me. I'm not sure, but uh, doing the co-hosting thing is great, and I'm always available to you, so don't hesitate to reach out to me. I'll be happy to help in any way, and uh, working together and meeting people like you is what it's all about, and that's when you ask, what is it I like about doing this? Well, it's meeting people just like myself that have this internal uh, joy for truly for what they're doing, and uh, it's great to see it. So thank you for having me on as your co-host awesome so there's a guy in canada there's a guy in arizona two microphones two video cameras and we can connect and do life together i love it thanks all right buddy thanks